another subject that has always interested me is the subject of interpersonal conflicts now in my journey of uh, self awareness and and research in that area uh, i think there's a there's a very simple factor that plays out during conflicts and conflicts can be of you know multiple levels and and have various dimensions uh, from personal to interpersonal within the family and in the workplace and at the communal level at the national level and at the international level there's no dearth of examples uh, these conflicts resulted in, in various wars throughout human history and have literally crippled us during various periods in in human history and also continues to do so that's unfortunate but but i think at the very base if i were to kind of you know look at the physiological aspects of of how we human beings propel ourselves into conflicts it's a simple process and as you said i can relate to it you know what you said about the brain using past patterns to guide me uh, let me take me as an example here if i've been used to a particular situation or used to a particular way of living and if there is an alternate way of you know if i'm required to live in an alternate way that creates a fair bit of discomfort because my past is in conflict with or rather the way i want to live is the past is in conflict with reality which is which is different and therefore i may start blaming the external environment or even pick up a fight with the person who is causing this particular change essentially if i were to kind of distance myself take my brain apart and, and keep it aside for a moment and start observing it independently it is using information that it thinks is important for me and who built that narrative it is inescapably me right there's no two ways about it um if i had told myself i like people of this particular religion or race uh, which i actually don't uh the brain will latch on to it and advise me whenever i meet a person who's not belonging to that particular race or religion it's just going to warn me hey you're looking at someone who's not in your high esteem or you don't necessarily uh, have a mind share with these people so be careful thereby i'm i'm already in a conflict prone psychological environment which gets extended into the physical environment and the other person may be acting the same way and that's how conflicts i think you know propel into into different dimensions essentially it arises out of the past uh conflicts arise out of the past and i'd like to give you an example here uh i've faced this you know many times and i've tried to test it as well so when i have an interpersonal conflict with a colleague or or even say with with a family member my narrative after the event has occurred is very important now if i go back and say how dare he or she do this and leave it at that my brain consolidates that event with not just the information of that particular event but also the postmortem that i did on that particular event my narrative on how i felt after the event is is all bundled up uh, into that experience and it, the brain thinks it's a big deal when i see the person the next day the brain says hey you had a conflict with this person yesterday so watch out you might have a conflict again uh and that person for all reasons may be doing the same which is one of the reasons in many families people may miss out saying good morning to each other or even colleagues you know face off each other and, and without wishing each other on the contrary if i were to kind of separate myself from the experience and the person that i had the experience with i kind of realized that it's it's good to do this during you know just before bedtime when i review the experience and say hey it's it's nothing wrong because it's that person's perspective and my perspectives are different so what if they're different and that that's what contributes to diversity and it's not a big deal 
what can I learn from this experience rather than taking that experience so seriously. If I do that, if I if I say it's okay, it doesn't matter. Then the brain uses that very instruction to consolidate it as a as not such a big deal. And next morning, I may be very well prompted to say a good morning, even if the other person is is still thinking about that incident. Maybe my good morning will potentially help improve the situation or or you know de-stress the situation a bit. Uh, I've always found it useful to review such negative experiences before going to bed, uh, and especially with the right narrative, which could help me not carry forward the past wherever I go. What are your perspectives on conflicts? Great question, Hari. So, human beings are uh, of different sizes and shapes. You have a particular uh, ritual of processing the day's event in the night, kind of replaying it, and kind of taking a more relaxed. look at you know how the events in the office or at home unfolded i would like to have the attention in terms of it's a very very tricky thing that happens in the brain for example when you sleep you're not aware of your breathing nor you're aware of the process mechanisms that happen within your body but when humans see a threat it's not shrini who is sensing who is seeing a threat i'm going back to the basics of how the brain and body works it is the senses in us which starts to trigger saying that there is a kind of a near death near threat to your life situation so be careful it could be a tiger it could be a small lizard it could be an office person it could be a family person uh, the brain does not differentiate between work and family it, it's only one brain so what actually happens is as soon as the brain sees a threat i'm going back to this because brain only works in this way because it has to survive it has to survive the body so within a fraction it's like 0.3 milliseconds 0.3 milliseconds the neural receptors it releases uh, in uh, through the synaptic connections if it's a threat the adrenaline and the almost there are 16 associated chemicals that gets released uh, along with when it sees a threat so if you become so purely aware of that event happening within that less than a second you can start to prune those thoughts real time you don't need to wait until the end because as you rightly said some people replay it some people have the uh, habit of doing it there and many people have the habit of carrying it for days weeks and months okay yeah. unfortunate and uh, the receptors what happens is the unfortunate part hari is conflicts uh, brain sees it as a physical hurt though physically you are not getting injured anywhere the, the brain sees it as a uh, physical hurt and it behaves in that particular way so all the neurochemicals which are uh, good for certain period of time but if you going to perpetuate it beyond few minutes in fact neuroscience says uh if a particular emotion goes beyond 30 seconds you are actually faking it faking the sense you are purposefully replaying that event or oh, this guy came he didn't tell me a good morning so that means he is not respecting me so he or she is not respecting me so what we have to focus on is ego i'm coming to the subject now ego is nothing but it's like a snake uh you could put it anyway but once the brain sees a threat oh shrini the self has to come because it could be a social factor for you it could be an official factor for you or it could be a family factor you 
uh, in a family for, factor for you so how, how is that someone can uh, make my survival of less significance so that's what the ego is actually ego is to protect your social factors so that you are not feeling anything of that which will uh, give you low self esteem or a high self esteem the basic purpose of life if we understand you know beyond neuroscience is that you have to go beyond your ego because ego is to your body uh, this is what i tell my uh, some of the participants you know who uh, work with us on their discovery programs we tell them when you sleep you don't have a name you don't have a title you don't know who you are that is the state of uh, it's called the deep state nrem in science in sanskrit it is called sushupti people who have undergone surgery you know under general anesthesia they can relate it to this particular state just before the uh, the anesthetist release the injection you know they would know that at that point of time they were conscious and after a millisecond they lost their consciousness and they revived their consciousness after you know the procedure was done so that particular period in which they lost their consciousness is called sushupti and every day every human being goes through it the science says 13 to 20 percentage of your sleep is at the deep nrem level non random eye movement level you know that is the state sushupti and that's where your entire cleansing you know brain does that pruning of data in your you know through the hippocampus and you know the famous case study of mr hn you know correct uh, epileptic and uh, every day he had seizures uh, so the the doctors you know, i'm talking about a 100 year old uh, nearly 100 year old case study they decided to take his hippocampus out so what happened was uh, after the surgery he could record all the events before the surgery but uh, after the surgery every day was a fresh day for him because the hippocampus region in the brain was not there you know for it, it to was, sort it and encode it yeah so, it was anti yeah. anterograde in amnesia correct we could put it that way but here it was an intentional medical intervention because uh, and now today it is helping people like, like me who are kind of conducting research for you know for the organization because conflict the one word answer is if you don't have the intent clear conflicts come okay when you enter a meeting the intent is to see how we could de escalate the triggers that comes around you a subject of your project is getting reviewed by your boss don't worry you know don't allow the triggers to escalate your levels of anxiety if even if the trigger comes de escalate it okay he's asking me a question probably i should have been more smarter on this or i should have done it in a better way uh, that's where your kind of your kind of downing you know your kind of deep uh, decoding your past memories and making it more non threat and this is what i tell my my customer clients as well when you have intra team or inter team conflict and as you rightly said when people don't see face to face uh, this is the most difficult thing for any organization or bosses to go through so we tell them the intent when you step your foot into the office you should know why you are entering the office once you are very clear that the intent of going to the office is to conduct my work and duty anything that would come on your way you would not see it as a threat i would also partially blame certain practices of some organizations where 
they want to keep they want to spice up the engagement level of employees wherein the employees don't see any kind of uh, gap between themselves and the office so that's where a lot of conflicts happen a lot of ego clashes happen who is big you know me or you so the best way is to know the intent and as soon as the trigger happens de escalate it i'm not saying turn your head the other way de escalation is okay this is the problem let's approach the problem and kill it than saying oh he said that she said that i am bigger that's not going to lead to any solution correct absolutely it's important for us to face the brutal facts and essentially you know help our brains to consolidate the right way because unless we don't do that the brain is going to make its own understanding based on past patterns and the past agony will invariably continue into the future yeah the statistics you're right hari the the statistics is here in fact anyone can go to the the indian medical association research saying that the rise in cardiac issues the rise in diabetes the rise in uh, kind of uh, endocrine related issues are in the increase because working population feels that they are always under stress because they don't know how to kind of treat a situation it could be an external trigger or a past memory that is triggering them once you get to know what and how to handle it naturally you will see that the level of chemicals uh, that the by the action of the brain the body releases will come down in fact there have been beautiful studies in fact even in our own research with the programs we have done uh, people have uh, bought their bp's down you know blood pressure they have stopped taking medications because the doctors were hey you come out of what happened what did you go through you know your things are normal because you're stopping those triggers it's uh, we are not doing the magic you are creating your own magic because you understood the brain and body connection